Alright everybody, what's up? Right off the top, uh, we got merch. We are live with merch. We get a full merch run on our website. It's www.thestepbackpod.com uh, We got a full merch run. We got a couple hoodies, a t-shirt, a polo, uh, some backpacks. So uh, everybody make sure you go check that out. We actually have a collab uh, with Champion too, which is really cool. All the Champion stuff is awesome. So all that stuff is available on the website. Uh, you can get everything is custom branded with our step back logo um some of the things have our custom art artwork uh, with me and pat's face on it you know talking to the mic so everyone go check that out thestepbackpod.com uh, we got a full merch run we're gonna have more merch uh, coming soon so make sure you guys stay tuned make sure you're following along all our social media it's this uh step back pod on twitter it's step back podcast on instagram Make sure you guys are following along all the social media. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And audio podcast, make sure you are following along everywhere you guys get your podcast. Subscribe there. Let's get into it. Oh, a spectacular by Michael Jordan. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down to What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? How we doing? That's All right, good. let's get into it. We got another episode of the Step Back here. A bunch of stuff to get into, uh, so let's just jump right in. Um, first things first, I want to talk about the P.J. Tucker trade. Dude, and... All right, so before we get even get into it, so explain the trade. Okay, so right off the top. So Houston sends P.J. Tucker, um, Karooks, and their 2022 first back to Milwaukee. Um, and then the Bucks send DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, and a 2023 unprotected to Houston. So according to Woj, actually, the Bucks GM, John Horse, has been persistent um, in his pursuit of P.J. Tucker. That's the word that Woj, uses, that Woj used, is persistent of his pursuit of P.J. Tucker in the last few weeks. It was just a matter of time. They were going to get it done, and they got it done. What do you think? Does it change your outlook on the Bucks? No. I mean nothing. I, I mean PJ's cool. I mean uh, I saw some yesterday that was like a defensive lineup of DiVincenzo, Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis, and PJ, and that's that's pretty nasty. I mean that matches up with any of the better defensive fives you have in yeah, the league. I yeah. mean that's a really good defensive well, their five. Five is already awesome for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but they mm-hmm. played Philly last night. Ben was awesome. Yep, yep. Ben was unbelievably locked up Giannis the entire first quarter or first half. He had like much, eight yeah. points on four at half, you know, yeah. four of eight shooting or whatever. But bro, I watched the entire game, and I mean Ben Simmons. Had, I mean Giannis had nothing for. Ben Simmons. I'm in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And uh-huh. then sure enough, the second half comes along and Giannis dominates the game. It goes into OT on DiVincenzo overplaying on a corner three. I know. Leaving Corkmaz wide open. Uh-huh. He bangs the three to tie the game to put in an OT as time expires. Yeah, the one guy you probably can't leave. Like yeah, that. dude. It's his uh, only job. Yeah, totally. Yep. You can't bite on that inbound nope. pass. Why would you do that? Yeah, so anyways, I don't know, man. Giannis scored the last nine points of the game, dominated yep, on both took ends over, of the floor. Yeah. Won the game at the end, obviously. Yeah, totally. So it's like, I don't really take a lot of that into what Milwaukee is because they didn't have him beat. Philly didn't have him beat. So yeah, it's that's like, true. At that's the same true. time, is Milwaukee going to go in there with P.J. Tucker and automatically going to take them to the finals? No. That's 
this is not going to happen. But does it improve their team? Does yes. Does it improve their yes. chances in, yes. the, in their position in the yeah, East? Yeah, that makes them a better team. Uh, what about in the East? Does that improve their position in They'll the East? They'll be a top three team in the East. Okay, so here's a cool thing that I saw today. So, P.J. Tucker, in the last four seasons, including the playoffs, he has 380 corner threes. That's the most by far. The next highest guy yeah. is Danny Green at 281. And then yeah. after that, it's Bo Yan at 239. So, he's like... More than a third higher yeah. than the next guy. Right. Substantially 35% right. more than the next guy from right. the corners. I believe that will unlock the spacing even more for Milwaukee and allow for Giannis to penetrate to the rim even more. But that being said, that's not really their problem. That's never really been their problem. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. He is a veteran presence. He is a, you know, for lack of better terms, a badass, a tough guy. He can get in there, especially in the um, in the playoffs. Like you said, defense, He's they can switch one through five. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean? He can play the small ball five if he wants to. Totally. He brings toughness. He brings a veteran presence. He brings, you know, just that experience of being there, doing it. We'll see. We'll see if it really helps them. Um, I, I think that it does help them. I'm not sure how much it does, but I think it's a big move. I think it really completely changes the dynamics of – what their team is and what it's capable of. Right now, they're the three seed. They've won nine of their last ten. They're a game and a half behind Brooklyn for the two seed. They're going to extend Drew Holiday sometime in the next couple days, according oh. to according to Wendy. That's just a fact. Sometime in the next couple days, they're going to extend Drew. Um, you know, that's defense. It's just, I mean, I don't know. So, how much more help do you think Giannis needs to get out of the East? Not, they don't have enough help. They don't have enough help. He doesn't have enough help. And I know that was the number one thing they wanted to go after when in this offseason because they were like, all right, we're going to lose this guy. So we got to go get him help. And they go out and get him Drew Holiday, which is which Well, is here, awesome. let's tell the whole story. What did they actually do? They tried to get Bogdan. Yeah, it didn't work. And then yeah, they got no, punished for that, yeah. and that didn't work. And they got – instead, they signed – DJ Augustine. Yeah. He was supposed He's to like... Been, yeah, but he wasn't... That that hasn't worked out. Right. And that's yeah. sort of an indictment on John Horst in the, in the front office of Milwaukee right. in that this was your big offseason signing that was supposed right. to help keep right. Giannis here. Because initially it was Bogdan, and then you couldn't get that. So then it became DJ Augustine. Right. It's like, and now you're just shipping him out for nothing. Along with Torrey Craig, who is also another offseason acquisition that yeah, they picked up they thought was guy. yes yeah. and they're sending him out to right. phoenix for cash considerations it's yeah. just nothing so you guys are basically admitting that your front office took the l this this offseason unless right? i mean how much do you put into the fact of drew holiday how much do you like drew holiday that's what this all comes down to as a second much guy you like drew holiday. is he the second guy is no he he's third your third guy? guy i don't know i don't know Middleton, i love chris middleton me too he's taking another step yeah. up shooting wise he's having another yeah. unbelievable year he's uh, like 50 wise. 40 90 yes again he's just yeah. phenomenal he's phenomenal yeah, he plays awesome d2 my point is man is does drew holiday it's i don't think either of those guys can like create their own shot at an at an elite level and i think that that leaves them like struggling like when it comes time to get a bucket on the road in the playoffs, down three two. You know what I mean? Like, I think you need. I think those guys can do that. But Chris Middleton, a little bit less than Drew, but I think he could do it more. more? I think Middleton is a better shot creator than Drew Holiday is. I like my. I like. I feel better with Middleton with the ball in his hands late in the game more than I do Drew Holiday. 
And maybe that's crazy, but Chris Middleton's like 20 a game, man. And Chris Middleton, I, or not Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton is, like I said, he's like 20 a game. Drew Holiday, what? 17, 18, 19 a game? So it's like, I don't know, man. How much how much do you really put faith into Drew Holiday? Is Drew Holiday going to outscore Kyrie, Harden, or KD on the other end? No. He's an unbelievable elite defender, but is he really going to come down and shut down Kyrie or KD? No. That's not happening. He's an awesome, like I said, man, awesome defender. Great perimeter defender but i don't know in the big moments there's guys that are gonna get buckets on him yeah that's true and then his offense isn't elite enough to negate that he's awesome man. and i really don't even want to say drew holiday is like this because he's he's so nice is he As quote like, unquote the problem is he quote unquote the problem for lack i don't of better think term? he's the problem i think he could be on a championship team and be on a winning team but i just As don't a think second or third option i just think there's better guys in the east and i don't even think it's drew holiday's fault i think so, it's brooklyn's fault so today uh, ESPN, Talking Heads, Stephen A., uh, Max, and Perk yeah. are arguing whose responsibility is it? Who's on the chopping block? Who's sweating? Who who has more pressure? Who's the pressure on? Giannis or the organization? It's, it's on Giannis. It's okay, on Giannis. because they argued about it back and forth, you know, whatever. And I think it's actually on both. I think it's on both of them. Because You're the right. counterpoint being, he's going to leave. He's going to walk. Okay, he just signed a big extension. I don't care. Save all of that for yeah. somebody who cares. Right. Like, you that, just yeah, saw AD force yeah. his way out. Mm -hmm. You just saw it two months ago. James Harden, Harden yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. That means nothing. Save all of that for somebody who cares. Go take that somewhere else. Don't bring that to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I promise, yeah. if tomorrow morning he decides to wake up and leave... There's nothing you can do. Well, the way this is set up, the way these guys have set this up and the power structure in the NBA, there's nothing he can do. There's nothing they can do, rather, if he decides to leave. The pressure's on both. The pressure's on Giannis. It's time, man. It's time. It's time. to. At the very least, you right. need to come out of the East. It's right. time. And I'm, that at least sucks. get there. Yes, yes. You need to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you know what? He doesn't have the same type of roster that uh, the Nets have. That's tough. I don't know. We... we They've done a lot. They've but done like a I lot. Like I said, man, it's not it's not like Drew Holiday's fault. I'm not saying Drew Holiday's a bad player. Don't don't for a second think that I'm calling Drew Holiday a bad player. Yeah, yeah, same. Awesome. Or Chris Middleton. Yeah. Or Giannis. As yeah. much as I talk about his flaws, he's obviously incredible. He's not, the only. I think, he's one of only three players of all time to ever win an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Obviously, I understand his greatness. His greatness is palpable. But at the same time, there are limits to his game where when he's your number one option, I'm not sure how far he can take you. But I, I, I am not blind to the fact that the pressure is definitely on him. Right. It's definitely on him. Right. And it's, but it's also on them. It's also on them to continue to get better the same way all LeBron's teams have always right. continued to get better. It was never okay for them to just be almost good enough and then we'll just rely on LeBron's greatness. No, you guys better get better. I'm leaving. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the same thing. So I think I actually, I'm going to take the pressure off Giannis because I think it's now just on the front office. I think you guys got to keep adding. I mean, we can't have we, to, we can't. You have to keep adding. If it's not enough. Yes. I know Giannis's game has limits. If the roster you've constructed around him and his limits is not enough, you need more. You need to keep trying. You can't, or else you're you, gonna lose yeah, you can't go to bed at night thinking Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton's enough because it's not. It's not enough. And Brooklyn is showing that. Why don't you go out and get Harden? Why don't you go get out and go throw all your picks you have and all these young guys and Middleton and whatever? And go yes, get you Harden. could have done that. What yeah, exactly. Doing? All these guys. Every time that happens, like I. 
10% of the teams in this league could go do that. There's a handful of teams in this league. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 You came up short. Do that. You came they did up not short. do that. Yeah. Okay, so it plays devil's advocate here to fight for the other side here. The reason that I'll say the pressure is on Giannis and not on the front office is imagine switch him and LeBron. Not this LeBron, Cavs LeBron. 2015 Cavs LeBron. If, if when LeBron leaves Miami and when he decides I'm going home, I'm coming home, yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. home. If, if a different world happened right there and they got switched right. and it's LeBron, that version of LeBron with Giannis's roster and that version of Giannis with LeBron's roster, my question is who do you think the, that the pressure would be on? If LeBron had Drew Holiday – and Chris Middleton, who's is an it, are we talking 40, like 50, today? All star guys, uh, all defense candidates. Yeah. No, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking today's Le- NBA. I'm just comparing the 2015 version of LeBron because he's closer to his prime, which is where Giannis is now. Right. In his prime. Right. I'm just saying you have a prime, you know, multi MVP, legendary status player right. on your hand. And and you're kind of get you're acquiescing. You're kind of just saying it's okay that you know we lose early every year because it's you know the roster and the front office and the roster construction. It's like I just think of the pressure, all those years and all that pressure that LeBron had. That's all I'm saying is you want to be heavy as the head that wears the crown. That's all. If you want to be the MVP in the face of the league and all that stuff, you don't get to get kicked out of the. Playoffs in early, the second round. yeah, yeah nah, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah, that's my thing. And so, in that regard, in that respect, then the pressure is solely on Giannis. I don't think it's Giannis's fault because I don't think it's fair that we are judging Giannis based off of a Nets team that is loaded with two MVPs and Kyrie. That's not fair. I or mean, a prime LeBron. Yeah, yeah. It's You're like not using fair. all these super things totally. to judge him against. You put yeah. LeBron, like you said in your analogy, where you're putting LeBron on this Milwaukee team. Yes. They get they He get would be smoked. expected to win. They get win. smoked. No way. By Brooklyn? Oh, by Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know. In the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals at the at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. In the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we I'm not debating know, that. And I don't yeah. know the He'll Drew Holiday. Philly. And I don't know the Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, in 2015 LeBron doesn't beat this version of Kyrie, Harden, and KD. That's what I'm I don't, saying. You just said they'd get smoked. You said that Bucks team oh, with LeBron I, would get smoked. I, I don't know that. 2015 LeBron? Really? The one that had no Kyrie and no K-Love and took six games off the Warriors, that LeBron, ugh, I don't know. They might take out that Nets team. That's I feel like that's, that's intense. That's my whole point. That's ooh, intense. I don't know about that. I, ooh, you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, th- bro, they're unbelievable. I'm saying maybe. I'm saying maybe. And we don't know what they are in the playoffs. We know what that 2005, 2015 version of LeBron, rather, is in the playoffs. I, bro, this is like this is probably the greatest three players we've ever seen on the same uh, yes, team in yes. NBA history. Two MVPs and a all-star. Yeah, top per- all-NBA guy. Yeah, all-star. Sure. Yeah, two MVP. Ca- yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's not. And I'm still saying if LeBron was on that team, the expectation would be, at the very least, you'd go be competitive against that Brooklyn team. Yeah. That would be the expectation. Think, the expectation was for him to be competitive against Klay Thompson, Draymond, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, which is two MVPs, yeah. a perennial all-star, a defensive player of the year. If you really want to break down the accolades, that team is stronger than this Nets team. 
Yeah. If you really want to go individual with the accolades right, and break right, them right. down, because you got Draymond, who's a multi-defensive, yeah. all defensive, defensive yeah. player of the year. Yeah. yeah. All defensive first team. Yeah. Exactly. And then you add Draymond and all his accolades to two MVPs and an all perennial. All I don't know, man. Player. I agree. I agree with you. But this Nets team is is a problem. Same They're man, but a problem. Like, but it, all of this comes back to Giannis. This all comes back to Giannis. And is it Giannis's fault that he's sleeping at night and he wakes up in Brooklyn as Harden, Kyrie, and Katie? They have no chance. They have no chance. They have no chance. Giannis, I mean, you can go out and get Drew Holiday and you can go get PJ Tucker. What do you, you have no chance. You could get like all those random it spare matter. parts that you want. It doesn't want, matter. Really. You're going to lose yeah. in five. I know what you mean. So, like all those spare parts that are nice. Right. Go get all those guys. So it's Iggy. like. Jay Crowder, so, totally, all those like, totally. nice veteran spare parts. You could have them all. You're still not competing with those. That's guys. what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like, why are we looking at I know Giannis? So that's tough. It's a fair man. point. It's a fair point. But also, I can make the argument that he got lucky that that super team was constructed this year because this was the year that was make or break for his legacy in a lot of for people's sure. eyes. He should have never you signed the extension. You don't get to win extension. two yeah. MVPs in a row, go down in flames. You don't just get to dominate the entire yeah, regular no. season, be the greatest defensive thing we've ever seen, and the MVP every single year, and right. lead your team to historic numbers every single year, and then just crash and burn in the early parts of the playoffs. Yeah. You're not going to be respected over a long pe- if you do that over a long period. Well, how of long time. does this? I- now the real question. I can make the argument he got lucky that that Nets team came in and give him a built-in excuse for the fact that he has another year to try to learn totally. how to shoot. Well, now he this can't is, shoot in the playoffs. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. So this is going to be another problem with Giannis, where Giannis is going to be stuck in this first or second round exit for like three or four years. Man, how long is this Brooklyn thing going to go on for? Harden's got like two years on his deal. KD, Kyrie, both have like two more years on their deal. What are we doing here, Giannis? Are we? I mean, it's a lot of years. Dude. Giannis all- is not going to beat that team yes. at all. Period. Probably. Probably. Unless he somehow develops a jump shot, but that would be miraculous. And, and even, even then, if he does, it's totally. not going to be developed to the point where he can compete with KD's jump shot, Harden's jump shot. And it passing, would be like yeah, it totally. would be like a clunky jumper that a big man develops, like Blake or Embiid. Blake. Yeah. Blake can shoot threes. Don't get it twisted. Blake will rain threes on you. Yeah. But it's clunky and it's weird and it's kind of slow and he needs a a lot of space and time yeah. to get it off. And he developed it over a long period of time. He's never going to be Kyrie or Harden with the three ball. It's, Blake no. is never going to be like yeah. that. Just like the same thing will happen to Giannis. If he does develop it, it will be barely competent enough to scrape by. Not It will never become a strong suit of his game. So you know, And that's, that's a problem. It's a lot of years. You're right. That's a long time the Brooklyn team can be together. It's a long time these L.A. teams have these – you know, superstars on their roster. It's a lot of mornings to wake up in your bed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Which thinking, is another whole argument where it's like, who's going to go out there? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of mornings that you have to, and a lot of nights that you go to your house and it's cold, man. It's You're in Milwaukee and it's cold yeah. and it sucks. Yeah. Your team's not that good. Yeah. And you can't get anyone out there. And LeBron's having all sorts of people join him and the Clippers are having all sorts in of people LA. go there and the, and the, and the Golden States, everyone's going there and people are going to Miami and all of a sudden you're sitting there in the middle of the country where it's snowing like eight months, seven in months. Middle of, of February. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> How long can you do that for until you're like this blows? Yeah, this blows. At the listen to this, he doesn't even have to go to like L.A. What's up with like Phoenix? How awesome would they be with Giannis? Yeah. Like, what's up with just like they? You can you don't have to go to one of these legendary iconic franchises. Yeah, 
a player at Giannis's level can go win somewhere else. If it's about winning, you don't have to just go pile on and go join LeBron and AD or Kawhi or Steph. You could go to a middle-of-the-road team and put them over the top. For sure. Not that Phoenix is middle. They're above average. But I'm just saying, like, then at least everything is still more balanced. It's more right. fun. It would be lame to see Giannis go somewhere if like if he goes Golden to like Utah State. or he goes something. To State. That's Portland, cool. That yeah, would be or awesome. Portland, yeah, that would be totally cool. Phoenix, Utah, Portland, any of those yeah. teams that are like close, Mavericks. That'd yeah. be awesome. It'd be so yeah. cool because it adds a little bit more balance and a little bit more fun in terms of who just who's possible, who could win, things like that. You know. So before we transition off this PJ Tucker thing, I do want to discuss. The DJ Augustine trade because I know we already talked about it, but yeah, we touched on it. Yeah, okay, got, let's get into it. He got dealt in the middle of a game, dude. I think it's so funny when that happens, but I also can, that's so bogus I can appreciate to me. how terrible that must suck, dude. You got to think about this, man. DJ Augustine is like he's he's like a grown man. He's like 34, he's 35. Veteran. He's, he deserves he's respect. He's got like a wife and yes, kids absolutely. and stuff. His kids yes, are like in schools and yes. stuff. It's like, dude. This, his family is finding out that we're moving our lives. Yes, of course. Through the broadcaster. Yep. And they throw like the little, you know, the little caption down there, you know, oh, DJ Augustine has just been traded. And they're like, dude, get out of here. And you're like, you're not on this team anymore. He's off the bench. You're like, dude, what is going on? You know, and it's, I think it's pretty insane. And I know what you're about to bring up next. And I was about to jump on it is. Harrison Barnes is when yes. Harrison Barnes got dealt in the middle of the game, and they Six literally put left in the game. Up. Yeah, they literally put him up. He's in the game, and then they trade him while he's on the floor. Yeah, and Carlisle's it, like, "Dude, come get out of here! You're gone." I want to say it would be like if you had like a, a sales job or something. You took a meeting somewhere, and then when you got back to the office, you found out that you were fired while you were away at the meeting. Right. But it's not even like that because this would be like if you got back to the office, you found out you got transferred to the same company, but now you're going to be working in. Florida or whatever when you're in yeah, California. Yeah, or especially if it's somewhere bad. Like, oh, you're getting stuck in Oklahoma right. City. You have to go yeah, totally. pack up and move. Like, yeah. you have to go move your life. Yeah, you have totally. to sell your house yeah. and go totally, find a bro. real estate yeah. person in a new state. And, yeah. Yeah, it's like a real That's thing. what I'm saying. Like, I got my stuff back in the hotel. I got to, like, drive back. I, like, uh -huh. I'm not going with them. I, we're planning on going to Orlando yeah. and the Tough. Miami with yeah. the road trip. Yeah, like, yeah you have a plan for your next, like, week. Yeah. You have your life planned out. Especially, yeah. what if you're, like, DJ yeah. Augustine, you're preparing I for a game. A, man. I ordered a PS5. It's on the way. I gotta cancel that and yeah, ship it bro, to the new. What? <laughs> so there's it's a like, lot of stuff that goes into it. I'm making jokes, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And yeah, it, totally. It does suck. But like as much as you and I talk about, you know, they, they should take this guy and send him here and take that guy and send him there. It's like these these are humans. Yeah, they, <laughs> like the human have, element element of it is is kind of yeah. whack. That's bro. why I like listening to these guys talk. Like when you hear like JJ does a show and like um, you know Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Like when you actually get to hear these guys and their perspective of how it all goes down, it's like it totally it totally changes your opinion of yeah. the way you were perceiving it. Before. Yeah, because you're like, oh yeah, I'll just move this guy for our first and then move that and get yeah, another. Yeah, and I'll first take that and, first yeah, and yeah, move yeah. that for another <laughs> guy and I'll flip him. It's like, bro, yeah, you Don't gotta like, yeah, yeah, Don't you gotta like that. be nice to these guys. Yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, so it's people. like, but the other part of it was like, dude, DJ Augustine's like preparing for a game, man. He's like, dude, I got to get locked in. Like we're playing Philly. Like we're the four seed right now. We're trying to move up to the three seed. This is a big game. Like we're a couple games back and it's like, damn, you come back to the bench. You find out you're getting dealt. Like, damn, super yeah, tough, man. Yeah, I know, man. That sucks. Uh, I like DJ Augustine. I've always liked his game. Yeah, he's he hit that game those... winner. He hit that one game winner dude, against Toronto in the playoffs. He's one of those uh, player types. I always say Trey Burke. Right. Uh, it's the same thing. It's like if you need a point guard that can come, you can put the ball in his hands 
He's not Rondo. He's not going to run the offense like that. But no. he will move the ball. He'll pick up a couple dimes. He gets guys involved. And he knocks down open shots. That's the big one. It's yeah. like, if you remember the Heatles days, that's what they wanted from their point guard. Yeah, Mario Chalmers, Norris, Norris Cole. Cole. Yeah. Right. I just need a guy to stand there. Just right. be a guy standing yeah. there. And then For when sure. I give you the ball, everything, you, knock down a shot. everything <laughs> you learned about being a point guard your whole life, erase yeah. all of that. Right. Yeah. Imagine no like, pick and roll. No, 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 no. <laughs> none of that. Just imagine like Peja Stojakovic. That's you that's now. what you got to be. You. Yeah, yeah, right. For and sure. so that's what that's how like Luca uses Trey Burke, and that's how LeBron has always used those type of point guards. And that's when you have a guy like that, like dude, that's it's just an awesome part of your offense. It's why like it's why when the ball is moving around in Philly, there you only have eighty percent of the shot attempts that Golden State has available. Right. Because as players move and the ball moves, sometimes it's gonna it's gonna wind up that it gets kicked to Ben in the corner and he's wide open and he won't pull it because he can't really pull it. Yeah. Whereas like if you have all five guys that are they have a trustworthy shot, it just opens He made a three last night. I don't know if that means anything. It means but. nothing, but <laughs> good of you to point it out. Fair enough. Fair play to you. Um but you know what I'm saying. It's like, dude, it, it unlocks your offense when you have a point guard yeah, that can no. shoot, especially when you have like a point forward. So you're going to take the ball out of the point guard's hands. Like, it's one thing if you're Rondo and I don't have LeBron or Luka or anything yeah. like that. Then you could dribble the ball all game long. Yeah. It's fine. But if you're Rondo and I have LeBron on my team, dude, Rondo, you better learn how to knock down some jumpers. And he did last year, and that, that yeah. really helped them in the playoffs. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's I like understand. You need a guy yeah, yeah, there yeah. who, when the For ball's sure. moving around, you can kick it back to him. But I think while we're on this Ben thing, I want to talk about Ben real quick. Uh, here we go. Just because we were – they played Milwaukee last night while uh -huh. we're on this yeah, Milwaukee yeah. thing. Yeah. So Ben, uh, obviously, you know, seven foot point guard. Yes. Unbelievable. Freak. Freak. Uh, bro, he's so good. Like, I bro, I don't understand. Like, I I genuinely don't understand. Like, guys like the Wizards, like that Wizards broadcast yes. who just rips him in half. I know he talks about this a little bit, but I want to go more into it because not on the Wizards thing, but more on Ben, man. Because Ben is the best defender. I don't care what anybody says. You can give it to Gobert for like the 80 million time. Right. And they're the best right, team right, in the right. West I know what and you whatever. Mean. But Between Ben can the guard. size and the speed and the strength and the ability to switch all five. It's dude, like, dude, yeah. And he's got, he's got excellent. I said this last week too, but he's got excellent perimeter defense. On ball. Clamp you up. He's got excellent perimeter defense. Dude, the off ball. Chase you around. Oh, my god. And gosh. he's got excellent Post defense against bigs down low on the block. So it's like between those three things, he his his defensive game. I don't know his numbers. I, I don't care to look him up right now. Yeah. All I'm telling you is with the eye test, I agree. He's probably the best defender in the league. All around defender. I mean, you can make an argument. It's like Draymond or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Like I know what you mean. I know Dude, what he you guards mean. all he five positions. The game dominates on the defensive the game. side of the basketball. Dominates totally. The game. Dominates. I know. I know. So and and guys like pick and roll. There was a play where Simmons is on the right arc. Like he's beat. He, I mean, he's not even in the play. You know what I'm saying? He's guarding Giannis over on the right arc out for three. And whoever it is at guard, Drew Holiday or something, beats, you know, he runs a little pick and pop with Brooke, and he's, you know, coming to the lane. And Ben covers so much ground, bro. Drew Holiday well, he's, he's, he's got he's it. 6'10". He's 6'10". Yeah. He's 6'10". Right. And he runs so fast. Yeah, totally. He moves like a guard. He yeah. doesn't move like a 6'10 guy. Totally. If I tell you 6'10", the first thing your head goes to is like the LaMarcus Aldridge yeah, type for guy sure. who's got slow feet. It doesn't go to like 
a guard. Like, yeah. this guy could probably move with Jamal Murray. Right. Without the ball, just in three-cone shuttle, shuttle drill, right. he could probably move with half most of the guards in right. the NBA. Right. But he's 6'10 and 240 totally. pounds. It's totally. bizarre. So Drew it makes Ho- no sense. Yeah, to totally, honest. totally. So Drew Holiday is going up for this layup, and Ben obviously just pins it on the glass. He gets the ball, and he's going coast to coast, right? Drew Holiday is coming out of bounds to come guard him. He's guarding him full court. Ben hits him with a behind-the-back, another behind-the-back, awesome. another behind-the-back. Uh-huh. Drew Holiday turns around in circles like three. Yeah, Drew spin Holiday, cycle, just, spin cycle, just complete spin saying, cycle. Yeah. Unbelievable defender. Ben puts him in, like you said, the spin yes, cycle. Yes. Goes up and just yams it yeah. with two hands. You're like, oh, my God. Man, I'm, is this guy the best player in the league? He doesn't even know where he's at. Bro, oh, my he God. Know like He's happened. out of the play, man, yeah, yeah. and he comes uh-huh. in, blocks the ball, takes it coast to coast, and leads him up. So I know, man, but it's also the, the same argument that we just said about like Giannis and about like the point guard who can't shoot, it's, it does limit your off. I don't care how good you are individually as a basketball player and how skilled you are, like Ben and Giannis and those type of players. If you don't have a reliable jumper in space, I don't even mean off the dribble, create your own shot, and knock something down like Lou Williams and Jordan Clarkson. That's not what I'm talking about. I just mean let me pass you the ball when you're open. You shoot it from 20 feet away. If you don't have that, dude, that limits your team's chances of putting the ball in the basket. It's very simple. It's simple math. You know what I mean? Like right. The more times the ball goes in the basket, we're going to win if we could do that more often. Right. If we got a guy who can't put the ball in the basket or who has less ways to put the ball in the basket, it lessens our chances of winning the game. Right. I don't think that's like a controversial take. I agree in like a weird sense of what that guy's saying. I know what he's saying. He, first of all, first of all, it's backtrack. That Wizards announcer is trying to be controversial because he's he's trying to stick up for Russell Westbrook. Right. Is what he's doing. Right. I know what he's doing. Totally. But his point still stands that Ben's like 16 a game. Like there's there's guys in the game who there's guys in the league who are 30 Trey's yeah. 29 and 8. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like total points responsible for, let's chalk them up. Ben's like 30 more a game. Yeah. 20 more a game. Well, Ben is I'm like, sorry, Trey is rather. Yeah, I'm sorry. For sure. But you know what I meant. Like yeah. the argument is there. Your argument is there as well, which is that like he dominates the game in so many other different ways, in so many ways right. that it evens itself out. Totally. Right? Is that not totally. your argument? Well, that's yes. my point because it's like he eats on glass. He's yes. an un- unbelievable passer. One of the Easily best in the top, league. top five, top ten passers Ball, in the league. Basketball IQ, one of the best in the league. Yeah. He sees it before it happens. And not to mention he's the best defender in the league. And he's trained by uh, LeBron in that way from the in the sense of um, – I- Basketball IQ, quarterbacking, running the playmaking, running the show. Right. But there he's is, always credited LeBron. Think, he went to his camps and everything like that. I think there's an equation out there where we could put it together and Ben wins a championship. I don't think he's one of these guys. That wouldn't where surprise me. That he is not a winning player. You can't put him with a winning team. He's so overrated. And uh, you stick Harden and Harden with Ben, and you know another guy with Ben, another shooter with Ben. It works. Yeah, it I works. I don't works. necessarily disagree. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen that. It's possible. It's possible. I think you need four shooters that all play D. But even still, it's like you kind of run into the same situation as Milwaukee, which is, and what happens when I game plan for that? Right. And I don't leave these guys, and I build a wall. And I'll just guard two guys. Yes. And either I'm going to make your other guys beat me because I'm going to build a wall, or I don't leave them, and you can go score 70, and nobody else scores a point. Yeah. You're going to run into that same problem at some point. 
is Ben the one guy that can randomly solve that riddle? No, I don't. I don't know. I Maybe. don't think so. Maybe. I don't think so because I don't think because Giannis can. Giannis is at least Giannis shooting. is a better scorer. Yeah, than he's ben. Out, out, Giannis yeah, will go get but that's forty, not what we're fifty. Debating. Ben won't. Ben won't. No, no, that won't happen. No, I agree I'm with not you. debating his scoring skills. You're right. I'm debating the team's efficacy with them at the helm, and they can't shoot. But I think I think Ben is probably just as good of a defender as Giannis is. I think they're probably That's on the fair. same okay. level. Uh, and I think, yeah. I think Ben's a better passer, and I think Giannis is a better scorer. So at that point... And Giannis is better on the glass. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he'll get like so, 17. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But so, I don't know, man. I, I think, know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Like, people, casuals Here, me, will look at Ben and be like, oh, Ben can't shoot, he sucks. Yeah, but it's like, dude, right, what are right, we right. talking about, of course, man? Of you got to watch the game, of man. Uh, but I'm just saying that the other argument could be made as well. Yeah. Like, I know you know basketball. I know you. Yeah. And if some kid was in here talking about Ben Simmons being the best player in the league, I know you could convince that kid that he's wrong. Yeah. I know you totally. could make the own argument against your argument. Right. You could convince me that Ben Simmons is overrated. Right. I know you could. Yeah. You have the the Yeah, yeah, totally. Everything in your mind to make yeah, that right. argument. That argument also exists. Yeah. The, anyone who acts like it's one way or the other on any of this stuff yeah. and they have the answer and the other side yeah, is wrong yeah, no matter yeah. what is completely out of their mind. You're wrong. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. completely out of their mind. We're, we're all guessing. We're all speculating here. Totally. I know I what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Just like I'm sure you know what that guy means. Totally. You may disagree, but you're like, I, I know what he's doing. Like, I know what he's saying. Like, the question is, how far can you go if your best player or second best player can't shoot? That's the question. We're seeing it play out. Yeah. We're seeing it play out over and over again. My question is, if you if you make that trade with Philly, right, and you send Ben to Houston, right, Ben takes that team to the playoffs. What This current Houston yes. team? Or you mean you make the, the Harden-Ben yeah, yeah, deal? Yeah, you just you, – yeah, the Harden and Ben deal. So it's like – Whatever they have, I, I don't know if they they probably don't have Oladipo. So, so it's like Christian Wood. They don't have Oladipo. They don't have, or they would have Christian. Yeah, Wood. They, they, Christian they don't Wood's have there. Oladipo. John Wall's there. They do have John. Wall. So it's like John Wall, ben. ben Simmons, and Christian Wood. That team's probably a playoff team. Six, seven, eight. <sighs> they probably lose tough. in the first that round. But I think Ben Ben with a couple other superstars is a top oh, three guy. So tough. I think sticking Ben on a team immediately makes him a player. I know team. what you mean, dude. He's I know what in you mean. that because he's like an impact guy. He's oh not a God. oh look at the box score guy. Yeah, I know bro. what you're saying, man. I know what you're saying. You don't believe that? He disrupt. I part of me does. Part oh, of me does. Tough. Just like part of me thinks. Ben's super overrated. It's uh, like I see both arguments. Yeah. I see them both. They're both yeah. right there. And they both prove themselves to be accurate sometimes. But you'll see both things play out in the same week where yeah. you're like, oh, my God, this guy's brutal. He can't help me at all out here. Yeah. And you'll see, like you said, where you're watching it, you're like, this guy might be the best guy player in the world. Yeah. You'll see both play out in the same week. Yeah, and, and totally. So I, I don't know. I don't know where I fall. I guess you have to prove it to me, dude. Like, I guess you just have to prove it to me. It's you the same way I am with – uh, Harden and and KD and Kawhi and all these guys, yeah. dude. You just you gotta prove it to me. I just think I'm not a huge fan of LeBron because it's just like innate in me, and I have just it love in me LeBron. Hard. Yeah, no, it's because he's proven it time and time again. Like, <laughs> what more do you need me to show you? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like you just gotta do it. Just yeah. do it. We do so much of this, dude. Between idiots like you and me talking and TV shows all day, it's like there's so much of this. When in reality, it's like. 
The noise is all meaningless, man. Just go put the ball like, in the basket. Like I believe win this and I believe that. Yeah, I don't it's, give I don't yeah. care what yeah. you believe, man. Yeah. It's so it's just I need to see it. The storylines and the narratives, there's always this. It's like, dude, uh-huh. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Think about how much time was wasted trying to explain to people like you and me that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are the two best wing defenders since Scotty and Michael. Oh, my God. The way people said that, they just yeah. never stopped. It came out of people's mouths like left and right 10 million times a day. Yeah. Scotty and Michael, this is the new iteration of the 2-3, the, the two-guard and the wing that can that can dominate offensively and shut everyone down in the wing. It's the best perimeter defensive duo since Scotty and Michael. Garbage. Yeah. You and they me get last rocked year, by Luca. <laughs> all year last year we said it. All playoffs yeah. we said it. And now again this year, Luca comes out last night, dominates those two guys again. 42, 6, and 9. A lot of that was head up man to man with PG yeah. and Kawhi. PG's rock flying all over the all court. All over the court. I love I retweeted, I put it on a step back account. There's a tweet out there. And it's talking about just that. It's talking about PG and Kawhi and how they're such great defenders. And then it's just screenshots. Uh, it's not even a video clip. It's just a still image, a screenshot of, like, Luca blown by them and them, like, completely sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PG's the, on the ground. Their hands are on the floor and their leg is up. And it's, like, it's just hysterical. It's yeah. like, listen, man, you guys can call yourselves all you want and you guys can crown yourselves before the season and you guys can be Scotty and Michael part two and you guys are this and that. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you just cannot guard this guy. Yeah. You've never been able to guard him. Not once in your entire time on the Clippers. Not once in any matchup have you guys been able to guard this kid? Not to He's mention. 22 years old. He gets any bucket he wants on both of you two. Head up, switch it, double him, whatever you want. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. I don't know why it's so noticeable that he always gets PG and Kawhi. Maybe it's just because they're the ones who draw the matchup because they're <laughs> the right size. But every time I, when I, when every single time I've seen that matchup, Dallas and the Clippers, starting back to last year, I've never seen them been able to guard that guy. He, he just does whatever he wants whenever he wants and has every single – I'm sure he's averaging 36 and a half a game against, the, <laughs> yeah. against them his if you want to look it up average. in his career. Yeah, it's embarrassing. They cannot guard him. He just dominated that game again last night. Did you watch it? Yeah, unbelievable. I watched – bro, I, I watched the first half and I fell asleep, but I watched the first half and Luke at 22 at halftime. There's nothing – Or 22 at the get. end of the first quarter. Nobody can I guard think. him. Or it might have been 22 at halftime. But honestly, he should have had like 30. I mean, he's he missed a couple open threes. I mean, he was to the line. He missed a couple free throws. It's like, bro, regardless of this, you're totally right. Not to mention – they skate by by the skin of their teeth because Chris Depps doesn't play in a big game uh-huh. again. Yep, and, yep. Cl- and the Clippers lose, or the Clippers win. They advance the next round. Who beats up with Jamal Murray? Gives them like 40 a game. It's like, what are we talking about yeah. here? Jamal Murray's like a career average, like 17 and a half a game. Right. I don't know what that Jamal Murray was. Yeah. But he's hooping you guys up. Yeah. So He's never been yeah. back since. The one super Jamal Murray that existed in the world existed against Kawhi and PG. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, bro. So I don't know, man. That team is super overrated. But dude, I, I mean the uh, the Dallas has been making a push here, man. Dallas has been looking better. Yeah. Uh, Luca's been looking awesome. Uh, when KP has played, he's looked awesome. I know yeah. we've been we've been kind of following them. Yeah. They've been an interesting story for us all year. So I won't I won't talk about them too much. But you know, yesterday one uh, takeaway I did want to bring up uh, from that game was the Clippers and. We've all known this, again, for two years now, two full basketball seasons, but they still need a point guard. Bad. They they need a point guard. We talked about it last week. Everyone's talked about it forever. I'm, I'm not going to say it until I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but Patrick Beverly is 
I mean, he's hardly even a, a, a point guard. He's not a point guard. He's, right? like he's a like swing a, guard. He's a basketball yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a guard, totally. kind of. But he's not a point guard. Right. Um, I'm not sure what they can do in order to try to, like, get one. Like, okay. So, they missed out on D. Rose. Okay, so listen to this, man. I spent a lot of the day today trying to look up how the Clippers front office can finagle themselves a point guard. How can they get themselves a point guard? They have, they have, there's like no way. There is almost, they have very few even avenues to take to try to get a point guard here. So listen, so they have less than a million dollars under the hard cap. That's less than a million. It's like 900K. Okay. So what that means is that any trade that they engage in means that the guy coming in has to make less than the guy going out. So that's the first thing that makes it super tough. Because of the hard cap. They're right up against that hard cap. They're bumping up and against PG it. PG just signed that massive extension. So here you go. <laughs> so they can't get anyone in any sort of free agent market, in any sort of buyout market. I saw IT. But the thing is they have 900K, yeah. which isn't even the league minimum. So like, if you're going to even get a league minimum guy off the buyout scrap you, you need it. to yeah. try well you can but you need to move some money right, around right okay so that brings me to my next point which is okay so like i said they have they have 900k under the hard cap so they're right up against the hard cap any trade they engage in the guy coming in has to make less than the guy going out they can't do basically any sort of free agent or buyout market they're 5.8 million above the luxury tax so they're paying that they're paying uh luxury tax money they have a the luxury tax, the luxury level MLE, which is used up. Um, they don't have a, a movable first round pick at all that they can trade. None, zero. Paul George has a trade restriction. Reggie Jackson and Patrick Patterson can both veto any trade involving them uh, due to a one year bird restriction. Basically, what you're looking at is if the Clippers want a point guard. You have to move Lou Williams' eight million dollar contract. It's the only avenue you can go. What's it's up with almost the only avenue you can go? What's up with Luke Kennard? Check this out. So they moved Luke Kennard, and they actually got four seconds back. Okay. They actually have ten seconds that they can move. So it's not <laughs> like they have no assets. Right. Ten, a second isn't great, but ten of them is something. something yeah. yeah, yeah, it's something. Um, so that being said. Uh, I've been hearing um, George Hill being floated around a little bit. He's a guard. He's a combo guard. He can play the one or the two. He can get you buckets. He can shoot. He'll knock down shots. He can run the offense. He can get guys in their sets. That I, That's a cool and interesting concept. Again, right. you have to move some money around. Didn't most likely, it's going to be Lou Will. Here's the most interesting thing to me. He played with T. Lou, didn't he? Who? George Hill. Yes, Cleveland, he has right? played for T. Lou yeah, before, yeah, yeah, which is makes it, which is another like little layer yeah. that makes it interesting, another little ripple there. But now here's what I wanted to bring up, which is every indication has said that Kyle Lowry is not going to get bought out or moved. He's going to stay, Ooh. right? He's going to stay. This is interesting. There yeah. we go. <laughs> now if we're gonna, if I'm gonna put on my little tinfoil conspiracy hat here, the only way that the Clippers can compete with. The Lakers, let alone the Nets. The Nets are in a league of their own. Right. The only way the Clippers can compete with the Lakers, at least in their own conference, is making another move. The only way they can compete with the Nets in the other side of the conference to really win the whole thing is by making a big move. The move that needs to be made is a point guard. Okay, well, Kyle Lowry has played with and won a chip with both Serge Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard. 
Now, he's on a $10 billion contract. It's never going to work. Yeah. Obviously, that's hyperbole. It's really it's like 34 or something like that, 35. Right. It's a lot of money. But if he were to get bought out and they were to move free up that money with Lou Will's contract, if they were to make it available, I would not be surprised if Serge and Kawhi could convince Kyle to come sign for the minimum and try to win another chip in L.A. Obviously, there would be a temporary Band-Aid and a you know half of a season thing. But I'm just saying... I wouldn't be surprised because I expect these teams to make big moves. If to compete I'm with. if I'm a Clippers fan, if I'm a Clippers front office member, that's what I'm doing. That's what you want. It's yeah, that's Kyle what Lowry. you need to do. Yeah, yeah. you don't want George However, Hill. You don't want Rondo. Atlanta's not going to give up Rondo anyway. Yeah. you don't want Rondo. You don't want George Hill. You yeah. want Kyle Lowry. However, it's unlikely it it's gets not, bought out. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. All indications say it's not happening. I just want to throw that out there because yeah, I that thought, would be awesome. I'm trying bro. to have yeah. fun here. Totally. Let's have some yeah, fun. Totally. Yeah. How that can the Clippers awesome. win the title? Okay, how can they win the title? They need a point guard. They need a good point guard. They need like a Kyle Lowry at minimum. Yeah. Right, and then they're in the conversation. Let alone Kyle Lowry and Kawhi and Serge have won a chip together. Right. You have real veteran point guard leadership, somebody to deliver passes to the right guys, get them in their sets, get guys in the right positions, be a point guard, which right. they don't have. Kawhi is not a vocal leader. We all know that. Right. Kyle Lowry was the emotional leader of that team. Right. Well, you can rebuild that in L.A. There's no problem with that. Yeah. That would They would be awesome. Does yeah. anyone think they wouldn't be awesome if they had an, an awesome point guard? Is that team awesome. still? Does that Probably team, not. Yeah, yeah. Probably no. not. Not, but you see, that's an awesome here. move. We, yeah, that's the moves that. What are we doing? Does that team I beat the Lakers? I come from the Daryl Morey school of being a GM here. Yeah. That's where I come from. I come from. Are we trying to win a title or not? Because if we're not okay, what are we doing? What are we doing all of this for? Mm -hmm. It's not to come in third place or something like yeah. that. Okay, if we're not going to win a title, we might as well just tank. Right. Or else we're just going to be in basketball hell. We talk about it all the time. Right. So what are we doing? If we're not going to win a title, let's make moves to make us at least in the conversation to be contenders, to possibly put ourselves in position to maybe win a title. That, or else what are we doing? Right? right? Do you think the Clippers have any chance of winning a title no. this year? Me neither. Neither do I. The yeah. only team outside the Nets that has even a little bit of a chance is the Lakers. And that's just because you think... You never know with LeBron. <laughs> LeBron might go for 56, 16, and 11, and you're yeah. like, well, nobody can stop. Yeah. Other than that, the Nets are pretty much probably most likely going to win the title. Right. Okay, if you're the Clippers, you the Daryl Morey move is to do, make a huge splash like that. Right. Obviously, it's not up to them. It relies on a buyout and things that are out of their control. So be it. Yeah. I just want to And Lawrence Frank, it relies on Lawrence Frank, and who I don't – I mean, I love Lawrence Frank. I think he's done an awesome job with the Clippers. Even back with Doc, I mean, making that Tobias trade. They, same. Yeah, same. They, he had done an awesome job. Who, by job. the way, deserves a little bit of respect because – Tobias or Not Lawrence only Frank? me uh, – Frank, too, yeah. but Tobias. Okay. Not only me, but a lot of people in the basketball world were, you know – Kind of ripping on Tobias hard well, the last see, at the last so season. Has, well, he's playing awesome right now, and he really, to be honest, has been all year. Well, see, the problem is, is when we say these guys suck, is it's not because it's of, a lazy way to say yeah, it. On and it's, yeah, and yeah, because it's not true. We speak like, with hyperbole. Tobias Harris is obviously an unbelievable basketball player. He's, I mean, he's hitting big shots. He's in saying, I'm NBA, an all star, right? He's hitting yeah. game winners in the NBA. Totally. He's averaged twenty in the, the NBA. The problem is, right. is the money. Yes, we always compare and it to the money so they're making. The reason why is we we're say like Otto Porter sucks. Yeah, totally. He's making twenty five. Totally. But on like a good team, he's awesome. On like four, five, six, seven, eight million. Yes. What's up? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. But so you're always my, comparing it to your contract. So the reason why I'm out on Tobias is because there's no possible way that Tobias can fit in with this team making thirty million dollars. And the other argument is there's no possible way that 
you think that choosing Tobias over Jimmy was the move yeah, to make? Yeah, totally. But it's like, dude, I can't pay Tobias Harris thirty million because we're not going to be good enough. I know. I'm I know. not going to more spend, money to yeah. get better guys because he can't be my best guy. Twenty two, twenty three right, million. Right. What's up? Right. But that right. other I know seven million, I know like ah, that's where we get in the danger zone, man. And we're here for another four or five years with this. Oof. But Oof. um. All right, so moving on. So I just wanted to touch on the Clippers. All right, so I mean the moral of the story is they need a point guard. I don't have faith in any of those guys until they get a point guard. True. I don't really care who it is as long as it's somebody True. that can run the show. Yeah. Now, this is one of those situations where I don't need the DJ Augustine, Trey Burke type point guard. I need someone, I need yeah. the quarterback. I need mm-hmm. the Rajon Rondo, Chris Paul type right. point guard. I need like the Ben Simmons. Yeah. I need someone who's going to run the offense like a quarterback. True. Um, okay, moving on. So I agree, 100%. I have to touch they on They missed this. out on D. Rose. Sorry. I know. That's tough. (laughs) You'll always, yeah, I'll always remember that. Um, So I have to touch on this, though. Atlanta, six in a row. Six in a row. Um, They've lost one game since they fired LP. Nate McMillan's eight and one. He's got them back to 500. They're they're 20 and 20. Um, They're eight and one. They're three and one against teams that are over 500. Dude, they're playing awesome. Uh, They're a sixth seed. They can get the fifth seed tonight uh, with a win and a Charlotte Hornets loss. I mean, I guess my question is, how good can this team be? Even if they – all right, listen to this. So, like I said, they're a sixth seed in the East right now. Tonight, they can grab the five seed with a win with the Charlotte Hornets loss. And even then, they're only a half game back – or a game and a half back on Miami for the four seed. So, this changes – Really, they could be a four seed in two days. This changes – And now you're talking home court advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, but, how good is this team is my question I'm so posing to you. So, this changes everything. Is this this little win streak they have here? Because, like, a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting here, we were like, oh, my God. This Dumpster Hawks, fire. This Hawks thing is so bad. Because you couldn't even see any potential. Yeah, you're paying you all these it. guys. and But I I honestly want to give a shout-out, and this is probably going to make a lot of people mad, but shout-out Nate McMillan. Absolutely. I agree, man. I just I just said they're 8-1. and one. He's got them back to 500. They were a dumpster fire. We could go back. We're, it's not like we don't record all these. We have... Footage of you and me talking about it. We're basically like, dude, light that franchise on fire and send it out to sea because it's it's tough over there. So now all of a sudden they're winning. Game. They're not. They're eight and one in the last. Nine they have games. a great roster, man. I'm not going to tell you. We've they always don't have a said nine. that. Yeah. That's why we were mad early on. It's yeah. like, dude, you guys have got a way better roster yeah. and you have the same record. Yeah, I, I bro, I really I because a couple weeks ago I was like, dude, I'm out on Trey. I'm straight yep. up out. Uh, like yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't like the way he plays. I don't like the way it's working. It's just, eh, I'm good. I don't know where I stand, bro. Man, I these guys no are so idea. young. These guys are so totally. young. That's the problem with them coming in after one year. You know what I mean? It didn't used to be like that. They were more, they were further along in their progression, not the progression of. I, I literally mean like their NBA readiness progression. Right. And most of these guys come into the league, even though they come in and they have the skills to drop 45 as a right. 19-year-old rookie, they don't know what they're doing, man. They right. don't know what they're doing. If Julius Randle having a breakout all-star season where he's scoring as much as Embiid and rebounding as much as AD doesn't show you that we're judging these guys and writing them off too early sometimes, then I don't know what will. Because... You have the perfect example sitting out there in New York. The guy, we've all known, anybody who watches college basketball known how good Julius Randle could be for going on a decade. Right. He's in year seven in the NBA, and we finally said, that's the guy I saw eight years ago that had the potential to be, right? 
We've always known Julius Randle. If I had told you five years ago, hey, one day Julius Randle's going to be 27 and 12, you, you'd be like, okay, he sh- yeah. probably should be. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, I could buy that. So I'm just saying we write these guys off too early because they come in so early sometimes, and I'm not mad at it. Hey, man, if you're 18 years old and somebody's going to pay you money to be a professional and work for them, you should be allowed to do that. Definitely. I'm not mad at it. Come in as soon as you are legally able to do so. But that does mean it's going to take longer for these guys to develop. Yeah, there's, take a, there's a lot that comes with being a one-and-done yes. player. Think about Devin Booker, man. Yeah. Devin Booker has been in the league how many years? Well, it's not even those guys. Because obviously those guys have reached a different limit. How about Cam Reddish? Yeah, the guys who are like just struggling, dude. Proving we saw him playing as an NBA player with Zion Barrett and uh, Zion and Barrett, and we're like, dude, Reddish is. The he was third one pick. of my favorite yeah. ones out of them. I was like, dude, he's awesome. Yeah. I liked him more than Barrett. I knew Barrett was better, but I yeah. liked Reddish's style more yeah. than Barrett. Totally, Barrett's got like but a like, weird, dude, like clunky style. They're like, dude, what if Duke has one, two, and three in the draft? Yeah, it's like, all right, yes. now it didn't yeah. end up happening, and now we're in Reddish's third year, and it's tough. Yeah, we're like, dude, it doesn't look good. So like, if I were to tell you before we even got on this topic, dude, would what do you think about Reddish? You'd be like, dude, he sucks. Kind and I of, would say the kind same of, thing. But I, I would say the same thing, but it's like that. But it's also like we were just saying earlier, it's a lazy take on our part because we both know he doesn't suck and we both know he has the potential to be. When, when we say sucks, like we're half joking, but like we're throwing that around too willy nilly to be like, ah, you know. Yeah. Like last year, we would be like, ah, Gordon Hayward blows. Like mm. definitely not. Yeah. Like definitely <laughs> not even close. Like yeah. when you say a guy sucks or a guy blows, like what you mean is like he's borderline out of the league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, so. I don't know. It's very hard, man. It's it's hard when these kids come out at such a young yes, age. Yes, they're not Because ready. there is a development phase that goes into it. But it's like, damn, there's people like Luca who just come in and dominate the league. But it's like there's so many few, so few guys yes, that yes. are able to do that. So it's kind of unfair. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's I so mean, hard look to look at, at Trey at this and be like, dude, Trey is a winning player. I can trust him to win in yes, a playoff but season. He's played on three dog shit teams and has never been able to win it anything. Happens. It happens with these guys, yeah. man. It happens with the best guys. It happened with Michael Jordan, who came in averaging 28 a game as a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> not win to save his life. Yeah. It happened with LeBron James, yeah. who came in you know, ready to become the best player in the world, like, relatively soon. Yeah. He was the best player in the world by, like, 08 yeah. or something like yeah. that. Somewhere around there. Definitely. Totally. Certainly by 10. Totally. You know what I mean? So it's like these guys come in and individually they have all the skills in the world, but they're not ready to win because they don't understand all of the intangible things that that means. Yeah. It doesn't just mean, oh, I can dribble, shoot, pass, score with the best of them. Right. No, man. It, it, it means – you know, you hold your teammates accountable and you eat the right thing and you're in bed and you're doing recovery and you have to be a professional. Yeah. That's why the, it's such a boring cliche story now, but like the story is LeBron went and learned how to win from D-Wade. Like, yeah. dude, that's fair. That's legitimate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so to take someone like Trey Young, who not only comes in at 19, like, are are his skills of basketball incredible? Of oh course. My God. Of course. Yeah. But he's got a lot to learn, man. Totally. He's got a yeah, lot that's my to whole learn. point. That's my whole point. So it's like when we say, you know, you know, LaMelo over Trey. It's because, like, dude, I'm watching him in his first year facilitate to everyone, make right, his entire right. team yes. better, yes. and able to take his team to already a top five seed in the East in his first year. But Trey I just, couldn't do that. I refuse to give up on Trey. I refuse to give up Same. on Cam Same. Reddish. I refuse Same. to give up on these young, especially as a, if you're a blue chipper your whole life. Yeah, I'm not totally. giving up on you because you're 23 and not. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and you're eight dude, points a game. 15 yeah. years ago, that meant you're a rookie. 
Yeah. If you're 23 in the NBA. Now it means you're in your fourth year. Yeah. Like, dude, it doesn't mean anything. These guys are blue chippers their whole life. Cam Reddish will be fine. I bet you by year nine, Cam Reddish is awesome. I bet you he's awesome, yeah. dude. It's just, it's just what it is. He's been awesome at every level of basketball he's ever played his whole life. Yeah. I'm not ready to give up on these guys. Yeah. Maybe the role guys who are just like, Ugh, yeah, it's yeah. tough. Kevin Knox. Maybe. Right, maybe. But with somebody like Cam Reddish, I just I refuse to give up on this. I agree. Early. I agree with you, but... I, I don't know, man. This whole trade thing. It's, it's weird to see, but like, I know, it goes I back know. to your original point, man. Show me. Show All the time, dude. Show me. Or else, what are we even talking about? Yeah, just, show just me. Just go do it, and then I'll shut up. Yeah. I won't have anything yeah. to say ever. Show me. Um, so, speaking about Atlanta, and speaking about guys you might possibly want to give up on. So, the other day, like four or five days ago now, I was listening to the Woj pod, and Woj says, quote, John Collins, I think is unlikely to leave Atlanta. I don't think they can find value on a rookie contract for him. They're 6-0 and since Nate McMillan took over, willing to go in negotiations around $90 million. I'm sorry, let me redo that. They're 6-0 and since Nate McMillan took over... Took Nate McMillan took over as head coach. Words are tough, man. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I think they can figure out John Collins' future. This is Woj talking. There was a limit they were willing to go in negotiations, around $90 million on an extension. He's just going to be a restricted free agent. They can figure that out after the season. So I guess, you know, this Atlanta thing and this uh, this Trey thing and the thing with the guys and the thing with – my question is, like, dude, that roster has so many assets on it. It has so much value on it. They're like, they can move some of these guys and compete right now, right now. Uh, like, we're sitting here talking about, like, what Cam Reddish is and stuff like that, but, like – if the Hawks really want to try to compete, they can move some of these guys for veterans. There's nothing stopping them. Like, so I love John Collins. I think he's awesome. Right. Like he's, I, I just love him. Yeah. I, I would love. For would a you team pay him a max? I like probably not a max, but right under it, yeah, like twenty or whatever. <laughs> um, I'll give him twenty. What's up with twenty? Would you? But like on like a team with Luca, you would give him a max. I don't know. Is he the second guy or the third guy? He, it doesn't matter. He's one of your three maxes. Would you give him that? I don't know. If we're trying to win a championship, I'm trying to convince him to take a little bit of a haircut so I can get another guy. Yeah, I don't think he's going for that though. I'm, he's like, I know, bro, I know. I'm 18. Okay, I'm 20, but he's going to be okay, restricted. Okay. So here we go. So, so, so check me out here. So, in my opinion, John Collins and Clint Capella do a lot of the same thing. Right. John Collins and Danilo Gallinari play the same position, but Gallo right. can shoot better, way better. Collins does shoot, by the way. A lot of casual fans think Collins yeah. is like a dunker. He shoots like 36% from deep. Yeah, like, Gallo's like 39, 40. Well, he's not shooting that well right now because he's in a slump. But yeah, for a career, career yeah. Gallo's totally. a knockdown shooter. Right, that's fair. Um, so I guess my question is, for Collins, if he's going to become unrestricted, what should they do? Should they match? Okay, because like you can sign and trade him and try to get like a veteran that's going to improve. So here are pretty much your options. Sign and trade. Just pay him what he wants. Match a different team's offer to him. Trade... For like the future more, you're still trying to get in the future. Maybe you get a unprotected lottery pick because Bobby Marks, ESPN insider for uh, trade insider for ESPN, said Sacramento Kings should throw their unprotected lottery pick for John Collins right now, and he said Atlanta should take that um, if they don't want to pay him. Is what he said. See, I should clarify. They said he said Atlanta should take that if they really don't want to pay him. If they truly don't want to pay him, 
take that unprotected lottery pick. Get Sacramento to throw you an unprotected lottery pick and take that. That was mutually that works out good for both sides. So the question is here. I'm gonna let you rant. So you tell me. Sign and trade. Pay him what he wants. Match. Trade him for the future or upgrade on the wing and just try to compete. What do you do? You upgrade on the wing and try and compete because Trey's making eight million dollars. This is the whole conversation we always talk about. Okay, so here's your problem. You move him now. He's a, he's on a rookie scale deal, so he only makes for four sure. million. So it's going to be hard trade. to get. Sign and trade. Okay. Sign and trade. Okay. Or you could so sign you can and sign trade. and trade. Or I take my offer back. Because he's on trade. a rookie scale deal. Because yeah. he only makes four million. So it's going to be hard. John Collins is awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be hard to get somebody who makes four million or less. For sure. Who's as good or better than John for Collins? Sure. I be understand tough. what you mean. So yeah. what you could do is throw more money into the deal to try to get a better player back. So you throw Tony Snell, his thirteen. Plus John Collins is four, or his 12. Plus John Collins is four. Now you have 16. Yeah. Now you can get a $16 million player back. That'll almost get you like Zach Levine. Zach Levine makes 19. There are guys out there who are excellent players who you can get with 16. Why don't you throw him 25, 22, what he wants, and then you move him in. Now you're really sign talking. Trade. So, What's up with like Chris Stapps? So you're talking about a sign-in trade. Yeah. That's so like what a I sign-in need. trade for Chris Stapps. I need a max level guy, though, to fit under before I have to pay Trey. Exactly. I yes. have to pay Trey at of some course. point. Of course, yeah. And that's how you do it. Yeah, you got to pay. You got to sign the max guy before you pay the other guy. We've talked about that many right. times. Because so, you can go over the cap. To pay I agree, your own, guy. I agree. Yeah, right. But they need to. I think they need to go and get help because I, I love Collins, like you said. Collins is awesome, but I also think that it just hasn't worked with Trey. I mean, they. they I mean, maybe it will work with Nate McMillan. Maybe they win a playoff series, and I'm wrong about this. I don't know. But all I do know Dude, is, what if they move into that four seed? Like yeah, I said, totally. they're a game and a half out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That East is so weird. It's so yeah. open. But it doesn't matter because you're going to run into Brooklyn yeah, yeah, and get yeah. smashed. Nothing matters in the East, to yeah. be honest. So what but, I'm saying— I mean, it's cool for the future to be able to be like, hey, man, we had a we had a, a home court playoff series yeah. last year. But we you beat Indiana I mean? in the yes, first round awesome and we went to the second say. round. Yes, yeah, that would be very cool. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just think the Collins thing hasn't really worked with Trey. I, I mean, they've had three terrible years. I hate years. to say it, but I, I, I know what you mean. Three terrible years, and it took— Firing LP and hiring their assistant coach Nate McMillan to come and take them on a six-game winning streak to put them back in the playoffs. So it's like, damn, I don't know, man. I I think you could get a lot of value for Collins. I think Collins is a guy who has a ton of value around the league, and I think you could get someone that's a stud. You know, I I think if you can finally make it work and you can get someone like a max level guy like a Porzingis or someone who's who's sick and that that is on a bad team that'll play well with Trey that'll make it work. I think it would be. It would be awesome, man. So I'm I'm rooting for John Collins. I'm honestly rooting for Trey. I'm rooting yeah, for Trey. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hate on Trey. How about man? the fact that you were arguing with his dad on Twitter yeah, a couple days ago? Yeah, dude. So the whole thing with Trey's dad was like <laughs> he was he was talking about how one of the tweet was he the was trying to said, convince people that Trey plays better defense than Bradley Beal. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Stop, man. stop, you're out of your stop, mind. stop. So it's yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. Trey is like the tweet was honestly, why do you not like Trey Young? And my response was simple. He doesn't play defense. He goes to the line way too much. That he's not going to get those calls of plays. Those are all facts. Yeah, that's just <laughs> those a, are all yeah, facts. Yeah, that's true. And Trey Young's dad was all mad about it and said that you know his son is 22 years old, which is right. I mean, he's accurate. His yeah, kids yeah. are very young. There's a lot of room for development. Yes, but as totally. of right now, 
As of right now. Yeah, what do you want me to do? I'm calling what I see, dude. Yeah, bro. That's what you told me to do. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm rooting for Trey. I genuinely want Trey to succeed. I, I like the way he plays. I think he's an awesome passer. He averages 30 a game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, and the scoring's not even the best part yeah. of his game. He averages 30, and the scoring's not his best yeah. thing. So, so it's he's like, awesome. Yeah. He has the potential to be awesome. I want him to win, man. Same, but it's same. like He's cool. I like Trey. I think the only way it works is if you sign in Trey Collins. Tough, it might be. I guess we're gonna see. We're in full swing of trade season. Yeah, so trade deadline's gonna, like a week or two away. Yeah, so I guess we're gonna see here. It's not I can't even, wait. This yeah, is a yeah, massive. A week away. This is a massive couple days for these teams that are like on the fringe, on the border. Like, yes, totally, totally. Clippers and all this other stuff. Like, what's up with cat? Yeah, cat I know. Sucks, I know, bro. I know dude. dude. What? Like, someone go get one of these guys. One of these guys that sucks on a bad team. Minnesota's obviously got to blow it up. They should go yeah. with Edwards. Edwards is sick. Yeah, Edwards is awesome. Yeah, he's so good. So I don't know, man. They who? What's up with these garbage guys? What's up with Siakam? What's up with Towns? Yes, these what's guys with, on these teams who yeah, aren't gonna win. Like, let me get your due. That's <laughs> what's gonna bring you over the yes, top against you're Brooklyn. Right, you're right. You're so right. So it's like we could talk about all we want about Boogie and Drummond and stuff. Yeah, but like those pieces don't yeah you know, you're not gonna unless do it's drumming to the nets then of course that then matters. it's over right yeah. but other than that you know if philly gets you know boogie that does nothing yeah. like i don't care <laughs> i don't care at all that might yeah. win them one more game yeah yeah that, that does nothing for sure you need to go get somebody good like you yeah. said siakam like what's up with these good players like Okay. Is Cat even good? His, Dude, I saw a report. Cat? I saw a report 10 minutes before we started this show. Did you see what LeVar said today? Oh, yeah. Trade Lonzo. He was like, I hope Lonzo gets traded. He hates New Orleans. And everyone was like, first of all, uh, I'm sitting in Chicago. As I've said before, if I take that camera and turn it, you'll see the Chicago skyline right here. We're in a high rise in Chicago. Uh, I would love for the Bulls to go get Lonzo Ball. It'd be awesome. They have a 29-a-game scorer sitting there who needs defenders around him and people to pass the ball. Like, dude, that would be an awesome start for a team like Chicago, for a team like I wonder these. why he hates New Orleans. I, do you even think that's true, or do you think it's LeVar trying to just do some LeVar stuff? I don't I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Same, same. But, like, I, I never know. It could be both. Guy. It could be both. Yeah, it could yeah, genuinely totally. be both. But, like, also, I'm sitting here thinking, why would you hate New Orleans? Dude, like, do Zion and stuff? and his dad not even get along anymore? Like, I thought they yeah, had a he, like, broke out. out. I have no idea. I to be know. honest, I don't care, dude. I he don't probably care. hates Van Just Gundy. Just tell me where Lon- – yes. Like, he probably hates probably Van fair. Gundy. Just tell me – yeah, because he took the ball out of his hands. Just tell me where Lonzo's going to go, and then we'll move on. Because I don't – I certainly don't care what LeVar Ball has to say. Yeah, I I'm, I don't have a problem with him, but like, show me, dog. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> stop. Um, all right, a couple last things. Utah sweeps the Boston series. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah, Utah's they're remain legit, dude. They are they are legit. So they're legitimate. So it's gonna I, take a an effort. To I heard this on Rusillo's podcast. Also, Ryan Rusillo, awesome guy. Just yeah, to listen. awesome follow. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, sick. So totally. I heard this on Rusillo's podcast, and I genuinely want to get your input on this because he was saying, dude. Mitchell is this. I mean, we've been saying this on our podcast too, but Mitchell has been the same. So the question is, do you trust Mitchell in those big moments? Because yeah, there mean, are I, times where dude Donovan Mitchell wins playoff series on his own. That's like, not what I'm debating. That's, that's Donovan not what I'm Mitchell's debating. impact is clear and evident. What's up with like a true point guard? That's we've always said that Mitchell's yeah. career. They tried to play him at point guard. Yeah, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Has been spent yeah. trying to play the it point never guard works. position. Yeah. yeah, he can't guard point guards. Nah, you man, know, so. let him be a gunner. 
Just let him be a gunner. Yeah. Just whatever, dude. I just think I think with the Gobert thing, like if you can get a true point guard, like I love Mike Conley, but I mean we're running we're running out of time here. Yeah, they. So uh, if we could get a true point guard with Bojan and Ingles. Yeah, and, they. I mean, dude, their their team. We've said this so many times that their team is just it's the true, it's the true like understanding of team basketball and what is it? The sum is more than the whole yeah, of its yeah, parts. Yeah. Whatever. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That yeah. they are the true epitome of that because like. None of those guys, if I were to just write those names down and say this is your roster, you would not be like, oh, this is like a 60-win team. Yeah, you wouldn't right. say that. Right. But they play together. They play in such a way that it makes them that, and it's hard to do anything. They're, I still think they're very legit. I think that part of that is Donovan and his play style. I know that he doesn't get rebounds and assists. I know that he's pretty much a pure scorer. Right. But like, there's something to be said about he doesn't, he like gets a lot of hockey assists and he moves the ball and he right. and he saves the ball and he gets loose balls and he makes great plays. Like he's like a leader, man. He's like the he's the spark. He's like I don't know, man. He's got like some weird thing to his game that I don't know if we've ever truly been able to like tap into or understand or explain. Because it, you're right. It's just like he's like 28-2-2, two well, and two and, but he's like can if elevate his team and his teammates so much. It's bizarre. Well, the whole Utah thing from the jump is weird. From the start. Yes. From the day he's drafted. Yes, you're right. Strange. You're right. Because Utah is like they're full-blown rebuild. Yes, they Gordon think Hayward's it's gone. over. Yeah, yeah they Hayward's, think it's completely over. Yeah, Gordon Hayward They get this walks. kid from Louisville, and even Donovan, remember in his rookie yeah, yeah. year, even he was like, I had no idea I was this good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I could score 25 in the yeah. NBA. And, what? And Mitchell comes out, and then he beats MVP Russell Westbrook. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> On his own, he just won that yeah, playoff yeah, yeah. series. Whoa, whoa, On his own. Whoa. And then the next season, he comes out, does it again, wins yeah. another playoff series, virtually on his own. Don't get me wrong, not really, because like we've been saying, it's the team of yeah, Utah. Totally. Quinn Schneider. Yes, it's it's, it's yeah. awesome. They got a whole team thing going there. But when somebody like MVP Russell Westbrook calls you out and makes it mano e mano, you versus him, yeah. and you win the series, I don't know what you want me to do but give you credit, yeah, man. For sure. Like you outplayed that guy. Yeah. Like for like seven games. Yeah, six, I think. But yeah. Um, and then no, but I mean, like back to back years. That's yes, what I'm saying. Yes, for like yes. eight games, you be <laughs> yes, like just straight up. I yeah, played yeah, him head yeah. up, like yeah, and and in a winning effort, which is obviously the most important thing. Yeah. You're right. The Utah thing's been weird since since Jump Street, dude. dude since draft day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even he admits it. He's like, I had no idea I could play this yeah. good in the NBA. I wasn't even this good in college. I don't yeah. know where. I put on 10 points per game from college to the NBA. It gets way better Yeah, in my rookie year. I have no idea how I'm doing any of this. It's yeah, truly man. like a legitimate, so legitimately awesome The thing. whole point of this whole thing is not to hate on Mitchell, but I think the only way that we get Mitchell a ring is by getting him his second. Pure point guard. It seems yeah. like that's a consistent theme on the show is teams yeah. need pure point guards, man. Yeah. Well, I've said it before. It's the reason somebody like LeBron is so valuable because he's 27 a game. And he's eight is dimes. Is Ben considered a pure and point guard? Eight dimes. Yes, somebody okay. like that. The okay. quarterback. The yeah. I always talk about it. The quarterback. The the guy who runs the sets show, up the, shots. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. right. That's it's the Chris Paul, the Rajon Rondo style point guard. Yeah, it's it's the it's what makes LeBron so valuable. Is he is the guy who can score twenty seven right. a game? And, like we're sitting here saying the Bulls would be awesome if they got Lonzo, right? Because right. they have a twenty nine point a game score. It'd be awesome if they could get a nine dime a game point guard to right. go along with them. That's what makes LeBron so valuable is he's both those things in one guy. Yeah. So it's like they're basically playing six on five out there throughout his whole career because totally. he's the assist guy and the scoring guy. Totally. It's like, 
It's what makes them so awesome. So, But it does seem to be a consistent theme on the show where we're like, yeah, they need a point guard. Everybody just needs a point guard. <laughs> Other than Luca, LeBron, Ben, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Paul. Everybody <laughs> else needs a point yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah. There's um, no in-between. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. Any other thing? A uh, little cool note here. Trevor Ariza got dealt again, which, as we were saying earlier, is cool but also tough. They're humans. Eleven times. Eleventh time, dude. So Knicks, Magic. Lakers, Houston, Won a title Hornets, with the Lakers. Wizards, Rockets, Suns, Wizards, Kings, Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, Thunder, Heat. He's been the Rockets twice. Eleven times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's intense. Isn't that bizarre? Dude, he was so nice with that Rockets. So he team. signs with Houston free agency, gets dealt to the Hornets, and they I deal d- him to I the Wizards. I straight up like don't remember him on a lot of these teams. Like I should have never remember him ever playing for the Hornets. So it's like Knicks. you're out of your mind. That so he never gets drafted heard. by the Knicks. Then it's dealt to the Magic. Don't dealt remember to the that. Lakers. Then that. it's Houston in free agency. Then it's dealt to the Hornets. Dealt to the Wizards. Dealt to the Rockets. Then it's Suns in free agency. I remember then that. it's dealt to the Wizards. Dealt to the Kings. No, don't. then it's Kings in free agency. Sorry. Then it's dealt to the Blazers. Dealt to the Rockets again. Dealt to the Pistons. Dealt to the Thunder. Dealt to the Heat. So he's been dealt 11 times. That's Traded tough. 11 times. So it's the most by any player in NBA history. I just thought it was a cool thing. I wanted to point that out because, as you said, Trevor he won. Trevor Reese is nice. I would take him on a lot of winning teams. Same, man. Like he's off a the bench. three and D wing. He's he's awesome. He's a legendary. Obviously, he has the legendary run with Kobe, which we all, like, you know, think back on fondly. So shout out to Trevor Reese, man. Uh, he's awesome. He's always been, like, an awesome veteran role guy. Um, hopefully, he can bring some cool stuff for the young young boys in miami because they're uh they seem awesome they're trending up so yeah it's always fun all right cool man anything else we're good cool all right peace till next time later